Good evening. Today is April 18th, 2023, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is into action, step eight, and our speaker tonight is Pete B. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, everybody. Um, my name is Pete B. I am a compulsive overeater. I'm recovered today by God's grace and mercy. I live in Pennsylvania. I have uh, put the food down, which I hope to be the very last time on May 22nd, 2017. And I have recovered from a seemingly hopeless condition of mind and body in August of that same year, 2017. So I'm super, super grateful to be here. I think I spoke at this meeting like a year and a half ago or like sometime around then and uh, really enjoyed it. And Heidi, thank you for asking me to, to speak on step eight. Um, so so uh, let me just break out my PowerPoint presentation. I'll get this thing kicked off real quick. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, don't, I don't do any of that. I don't have it, anything written down or prepared or... Um, I just, you know, in my mind, I always picture these things like they're going to be some kind of dynamic TED talk. You know what I mean? It's going to be so captive. Yeah. And, and, and then I, you know, I get, I get, I do my thing and then I show up, you know, with great expectations and as prepared as I possibly could be, you know, and then that's just trying to share my experience, strength and hope relative to, to this specific step. Um, I love, you know, first off, just let me just, just let me level set real quick. Just take a couple minutes. I, I, I introduce myself as a recovered compulsive overeater, which means that I have a disease. I compulsively use substances that I know are harmful to me and cause an abnormal reaction. And regardless of any intentions I have, any resources I have, any plans that I have, I have a mind that regularly tells me that I'm like other people, I should be okay now, I, these things could be okay, I'm already at the right body weight, I'm already at the right, the right you know, data points from a health perspective, I compulsively go back to harmful substances and use them. I'm not a food addict, because if I was a food addict, that would mean I could never eat food, right? My, the addiction is a part of my problem, but it's not the problem. Because if I'm an addict, that means I'm bodily and mentally dependent upon a substances on a substance that when I stop using it, it causes withdrawal. Well, I haven't used those substances since 2017. I am neutral with regard to those substances. So while addiction is a part of my problem, I have a greater problem. Like an alcoholic has alcoholism, I have the disease of compulsive overeating, right? Alcoholics aren't drink addicts. Alcoholics, they have alcoholism. I have the disease of compulsive overeating. You guys spent a lot of time in the beginning of the meeting talking about words, and I'm really, really big on words. And I just want to be super clear on what my condition is because I have to know what I am. And I wanna be clear with you all on what I am. So now that I've wasted that amount of time sharing that, I'll just talk a little bit about step eight, right? And this the, the eighth step. 
made a list of person we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all, right? So just let's talk about the words for, 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 for a minute. Um, harmed, right? A list of people I have harmed. Can I harm people with my thinking? Do my resentments harm people? I don't, I, don't, I don't know of people that get arrested for thinking about doing crazy things or feeling about crazy things. The, the step book, the AA 12 and 12, defines the word harm as physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual damage to people. When I, when I approached this my first time when I entered the 12-step recovery program, I had from my fourth step, a list of people I resented, a bunch of institutions I, a bunch of institutions I felt some kind of way about, and a bunch of fears related to other people and other organizations I belonged to. And then I had a list of people who I was in entanglements or relations with, and I harmed them. And my approach when I made this list was that I would go and go to all of the people that I felt some kind of way about and explain to them that I felt some kind of way about you. And I just want to let you know how much better I'm doing now. And I'm not going to be that way anymore. And that was my idea of making an amends. And that, my friends, is not an amends. An apology for some way that I felt, some way that I believed is not an amends. It, it, it says, you know, another word that comes up in this, it says made direct amends. It doesn't say make direct amend, right? Amend means to change. Well, the book doesn't use the word amends. It's, it, while it's about us changing, we're not, we're not broadcasting to our associates and people we've entangled with that we're making some kind of change, right? It also talks about became willing to make amends. We make direct amends. It doesn't say anywhere in our book that we get to, you know, live this wonderful life, weighing and measuring our food, doing, you know, steps one, two, three, 10, 11, 12, and, 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 you know, looking at that as some way to make up for my shortcomings in my past. Because it doesn't. Because our, our, our book says that we must, you and the new man must walk hand in hand in the sunlight of the spirit every day. We have to be the good Samaritan every day. That is the requirement. 12-step recovery program. That's not the, that's not the compensation uh, you know, that's not the compensation for the way I treated all these people so horribly in my past life, right? It's direct amends. So I had to look back in my past, right? I had from my fourth step, I had a list of these relations I was in, and I had a description of the harms I did for them. I'm, 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 I, I participate in this other meeting, and they're talking about, there's lots of talk about the fourth step and the you know, the fifth step, I think we're on the fifth step now, and people are talking about this ritual of burning their fourth step. And I'm saying, how could you burn your fourth step? It's got your eight step list in your listed in your relations. And you, you need that. That's, that's necessary because you have to go back and repair those things. Right. So I, I don't know, like, I don't know where these things, you know, where these things come from. I don't know if there's a separate dictionary. 
I, I, I hear a lot of people talking about my step, my fifth step, my eighth step, my seventh step. I don't work my steps. I don't work my steps. I don't work my program. I work the 12-step recovery program that's clearly out, out, uh, outlined in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I use a dictionary when I, when I encounter words that I don't know. And I understand the me, try to understand the meaning of what the language in the book says to do. I don't need to on the my fellows or the people about me to tell me this is what something means we have resources i've been given i've been restored to sanity and have been provided with the gifts of intellect of character of the ability and the desire to go look into things for my own self and to arrive at what things mean that's what that's what my understanding of being restored to sanity is and there's no need to, you know, use substitute dictionaries or come up with different meanings of things. Amends means amends, not change. We repair the damage of our past, right? So I have this list and I have these things, these horrible things I did. And when I sat down, super, super critical to be working with a recovered sponsor, when you start getting to the next part of this, which is the ninth step which is where we actually talk to somebody else about how we're going to go right the wrongs, write the checks, explain the circumstance and apologize when it's appropriate. Here's the thing that there, here's the thing that I missed for a long time. I had to make amends for things I wasn't sorry for. Cause I, I harmed people. They weren't on my fourth step because I didn't feel some kind of way about them. I'm talking about the money I took from you that you didn't know about, right? I'm talking about the things I said about you behind your back that you never knew about, right? I had to, I, I had to go, I had to add those things of the list of people I harmed and I had to get, and I had to become willing to make the amends to those people. And the amends wasn't, I know it's about step eight, but the amends wasn't, to go to the people I gossiped about or character assassinated and explain to them what I did to them. My amends was to go to the people that I talked to about those other people and explain to them that I was spiritually sick and I misread the situation and I was wrong about that individual. And that's why I say it's super, super important to be working these steps with the recovered individual because if we take this on our own, we're likely to cause more damage, more damage, unfortunately, to other people, right? And also damage to ourselves, so much so that we could be vulnerable and want to seek out ease and comfort in a substance or a behavior that can cause the abnormal reaction. You know, I had my, I had my, I had my eight-step list. I read, I read through it with another individual, and I came up with a plan a plan to go make right the wrongs that I did. What I had to dispose of was, like I said, the list of, you know, 30 people who I said I wanted to go explain why I behaved the way I behaved. And what I understood, what I found out was that was my ego. That was my ego wanting to go see those people and say, look how good I'm doing now. I was so bad then 
Look how good I'm doing now. Look at the, remain, the amazing work this 12-step recovery program does. It just was me wanting to be something that I'm not. Just, it, was just, it was just wanting to cause more damage. There were just people that I resented, and I found out my part in it, and I had no business going back to them to let them know that I resented them because I didn't harm them. I just felt some kind of way about them. I just felt some kind of way about the situation. Some instinct in me was threatened and caused me to feel a certain way. And I'll tell you what, what a relief. What a relief. Actually, no, what a, no, what a relief and a disappointment because in my approach, I really did want to go and tell her, you know, hey, look at me. You know, look, 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 at, look at how wonderful I'm doing now, right? Look what a great job God is doing. That was my big one. Let me go tell you how good, good a job God is doing with me, right? We walk this walk. We walk hand in hand in the sunlight of the spirit as a result of working these 12 steps. Nobody needs to. People will know from our being. People will know from our character, right? Uh, it, our, our book says that a more important demonstration of these principles lies before us in our homes, our occupations, and affair. It actually says a much more important demonstration of these principles, right? I don't need to gather my family to let them know that rather than paying the mortgage, I was eating her, you know, white chocolate Hershey bars at CVS because I was afraid I wouldn't have the money the next week. Now, you know what I need to do? I need to get the money and pay the mortgage. Right. And then when the mortgage came the next week, I had to get the money and pay the mortgage. Right. There wasn't there wasn't a need to go, you know, make everybody aware of how horrible I was. Right. And, and, and the, the way that I fell short because I wasn't going to fall short anymore. And it wasn't going to I didn't I didn't physically harm them. I didn't deprive them of something they had. I managed those things. And it wasn't it wasn't my opportunity to get in front of them and demonstrate and you know put my ego out there and say look at how horrible I was it's not going to be like that anymore and I'm super glad that I didn't do that you know why because may in 2017 wasn't my first trip through these 12 steps right i had gone through them before and then went back and ate right and you go like what a tragedy it would have been to get them all together and say I'm doing so well now. Look at how great the 12 steps are. And then go back and bury my face in a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Right? What kind of representation of my God's love, my God's will, and my God's way of life could I be in bringing that to people's attention and then going back out there and going back in the food? You know, so this, this step was, was super, you know, it's super brief. It's not super complicated. I just need, you know, if, if I can, if I can, you know, be, you know, again, just as clear as I can be, super important to work with a recovered individual who's armed with the facts about themselves and about the 12-step recovery program that's clearly outlined in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This book and putting it into practice has enabled me to walk a free man. Like I said, I've been restored to sanity. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I restored, you know, I, I speak sanely. Food doesn't talk to me because it doesn't have a mouth. It doesn't, I, I'm not, I'm not drawn to, to substances. I've, I, I recovered. I react sanely and normally to substances and instant and, and, and situations and circumstances that quite frankly baffled me. 
And it's all because I've, 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 I've addressed the wreckage of my past. I live in the present in alignment with the God of my understanding's will. And I do the best I can on every single given day to be an effective demonstration of my God's love, my God's will, and my God's way of life. I don't have to walk in shame. I don't have to walk in blame. That was a big one for me. And that's it with four minutes left. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Pete. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares as this is a big book study. Sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter into action step eight being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine, if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raise hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would our timekeeper Arlene please set a timer for three minutes for each chair and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Excuse me, I was informed that I should give a notice after two minutes or no? Just three. Just three minutes, okay. Thank you. Okay. Amy, go ahead. Okay. Thank you, Amy B, compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state from the food today. Thank you so much, Zach and Amy, for your service, uh, leading and hosting the meeting. Thanks to everybody, uh, Arlene, for timing and everyone who is reading and everyone who's just here being a part of our community tonight. Pete, thank you so much for your share. I have a ton of notes. I, too, love words and language and looking them up and just getting through all of the uh, hyperbole to the actual meaning. So of course, as you were talking, I went and looked up the de dictionary definition of amends, which is a compensation for a loss or injury. It's not an apology, it's not a change, it's a compensation for a loss or injury. So thank you for sending me to the dictionary again. Um, I love, I love, being given an occasion and an opportunity to have a new thought or idea around these steps and how to practice them and how to look at them and how to live through them. Yeah, lots of notes. I love the part. It's not, it's not about making amends to the person about whom I talk shit and forgive my paraphrasing. Um, it's to make amends to the person to whom I talk shit because that's, that's, that's the harm. That's the, that's the injury. The, uh, I, it's just, it's a great way to look at it. I, I'm just, I'm going to go over this and listen to it again. I'm just really grateful for the meeting tonight. Uh, thank you. I look forward to hearing from everybody else. I pass. Thank you, Amy. If anyone else wants to share, please just raise your hand. You can share on the topic that was shared tonight, or you can ask a question of our speaker. So please go ahead. John, please go ahead. 
Mostly I've been listening to these meetings on podcasts and I just started joining the actual meeting a few weeks ago here and there. But what I didn't realize until tonight, what I, I live on the West Coast and I go to OA meetings out here, very soft. Um, they used to call them and Roseanne used to call them, uh, I think it was fat and happy or something like that. She had some word about it, it was sort of pejorative, um, but that's more what I'm used to. And, and hearing this meeting, on podcasts, the, the the Northeast tone of it uh, was often quite emphatic, uh, no nonsense, no bullshit. This is the way it is. I'm telling you the facts. Now, the fact is, I don't agree with everything everyone says, so I'm now going to speak my truth. And I don't mean to undercut what anyone else said, but I'm here to share my experience. Um, first of all, if uh, I had a problem with gossip and uh, um, I realized very quickly that when I talked shit about somebody else, I was doing harm with them, even if they didn't know it. And so I made amends to the person who I had gossiped about and said, I want to acknowledge that I gossiped about you. This is what I said, and I was wrong. And I did that one or two times, and that pretty much ended my desire to gossip, because I knew that I was going to go directly to the person I had actually harmed and tell them the damage that I did, the dishonesty or the the, the the manipulation behind the scenes. So that's number one for me. And again, you can run your own program. Uh, the second thing is that there's nobody that I can think of sitting here during this last 20 minutes that I had a resentment towards that I didn't act differently to when I was in their presence. I'm maybe not nearly good as other people pretending everything's wonderful. If I have a resentment, anybody in the room pretty much knows it. I'm pretty... <laughs> shallow maybe I'm not sure if that's the right word but when I had a resentment towards somebody else there was inevitably harm done directly to them I was a shit healer and so I just didn't pretend like I had a resentment and act like anything was wonderful I, I was there was consequences and so I had to go to people and tell them that I had had a resentment to them and this is what was true and not was not true and I did when I look at the word amends, I look at repair. That's how I understand that word. And I would repair the relationship. I would say, I had a resentment towards you. This is a resentment. Uh, I realize now that I was in my da-da-da-da-da, and I want to clean it up. How can I make it right with you? And I would go directly. And I still, I'm in the, I'm just saying this right now because someone on the call has helped me a little bit here. I am going directly to my daughter at some point very soon because I've had a resentment towards the way that she treats me around my access to my grandchildren. And I know I go down there and sit and pretend like I'm being really grateful and really happy and I'm a grandfather. But you know, when I have to wear a mask in the swimming pool with my granddaughter and no was wearing a mask, I know that I had a resentment and I had some energy that she must have picked up on. Thank you very much for letting me share. Thank you, John, for sharing. Nancy, please go ahead. Hi, Nancy P. Whoops. My okay, I'm unmuted. Um so I wasn't going to share because um, Pete talk, excellent as it was, was kind of different from what I think, but I decided I don't care and I'm just going to say what I think, <laughs> which I think I went to, I was like, I can't be wrong about this because I looked it up a long time ago, Merriam-Webster, not Nancy P's dictionary. The first um, definition is to put right, especially um, in text. Second definition is to change or modify for the better, something for the better. And the third, to, to be is to alter especially in phraseology, phraseology. So my own personal 
I mean, this is step eight, not step nine. So step eight is the windup, another windup. Um, four, six, and eight are the windups. Five, seven, and nine are the pitches. I'm not going to get hurt if I make a um, if I make a list. Are we doing eight and nine? I don't know. But anyways, eight and nine. I'm not going to get hurt. I don't hurt anybody if I make a list. But when I go and talk to people about what I've done, I personally, myself, I have a rule that I don't use words like sorry and apologize in any amends that I make. I acknowledge my behavior. I take responsibility for it. And I especially cannot, for just for me, I cannot decide to just change my behavior and not let anybody know, especially those who are who are unknowingly, because I don't like I wouldn't like it if someone did that to me. If someone said, if someone changed the way that they were, that would have made me angry about what they were doing and then just changed and I didn't know what they were doing. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't really want to get into the semantics of it, but I have to say what's right. I have to say what's honest. And I started to do that in my fifth step when I told my sponsor all the things that I, you know, my inventory, you know, my character, um, my digressions, I call them. And what happened in the fifth step was that, I mean, what happened when I, you know, like throughout, but it began to be more um, solid was that my feelings stopped owning me so that I wasn't like sitting stewing in my own toxic broth, resenting. I just don't want to be there anymore. That's what I don't, I don't want to be resentful, but not act on it. It's much better for me just to not be resentful. And the only way that I know how to do that is to surrender and to start that process of like putting my money where my mouth is, so to speak, is to say it out loud to whoever is affected as long as they will not be hurt. I mean, like I don't cheat on my husband, but if I did, I probably would just change that and not, you know, it would be hard, you know, um, I wouldn't do that. But if I was, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even want to think of examples because they're all dumb. But um, the main thing that I get out of step eight Time. Is, it, is that I write a list and step nine is that, um, you know, my feelings just don't own me anymore. And that's, um, that's what it is. Thanks. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, please go ahead. Hi, thank you. I set my timer. Arlene, compulsive overeater. Uh, Thank you for your share. Um, you know, it's so interesting because some people are getting on and I mean, this is crosstalk. I don't always say my truth. Let me put it that way. I'm terribly afraid of confrontation. And it's, I like, not that we're being confrontation here, but it's nice to hear people say, I want to share my truth. I like that. Um, I, I don't like the word amends. You know, it's kind of one of those words that it's silly, but my sponsor said, well, it means this and that. I hear it in TV. As soon as somebody says, I want to make amends, it's like, you know, they're in a 12-step group. So um, for whatever it's worth, that's that's just something that I, I feel uncomfortable with. But I, I like the fact of changing one's behavior because I feel bad. Uh, I may be hurting the other person, but I feel bad, like when it comes to gossip. Uh, you know, anytime I mention, if I'm talking to somebody and anytime I mention another person's name in that conversation, 
that I'm gossiping. I mean, you know, unless maybe I'm talking to my therapist or, and even if I'm worried about something about that person, then I may go to somebody for help. But sometimes it's just to make the conversation interesting. And uh, that's something that I, I need to stop. And I've done a lot less of it. Um, but I like the idea of amends in a sense of taking responsibility. And that may be, you know, making amends to a person, or it may be just not to do anything anymore. It may be from now on when I tell someone I'm going to do something to do it you know, and not try and get out of it and fudge and lie. And uh, plenty of times I said to my husband, oh yeah, I did it. And then I thought, oh crap, I better do it. And then the next day I would get on the phone and do it. And I things, those are things I've tried to stop. Um, anyway, some of the other things I'm thinking about feel too personal to me, but I just wanted to check in and share that. Thank you. Thank you, Arlene, for sharing. We've got loads of time if anyone else would like to share or ask a question of our speaker. So please go right ahead, throw your hand up and start sharing. John, please go ahead. Hi, I'm John M. Compulsive Overeater from Maryland. Happy to be here. Happy to see you all. Uh, just wanted to say that was a wonderful share, Pete. Really appreciate it. It was a great first meeting here at CYOC. Um, not quite to the eighth step yet, but I uh, I can be a real asshole. I do a lot of shit talking, and um, I don't know. It's so bad in some cases. I'll shit talk person A to person B, and then I'll turn around and shit talk person B to person A. I'll be playing both sides of the coin, um, and. Part of me is kind of happy that not that I have this issue with food, but that I landed in OA because if I never came here, I would never get help with that. Um, and it's changing my life for the better. I have a wonderful sponsor um, and really happy with my program and hope to see you all here in the coming weeks. Thank you, John, for sharing. Keep coming back. Anyone else would like to share, ask a question of the speaker, please go ahead, raise your hand, and we'll call on you. We've got loads of time for anyone who'd like to share. Amy, please go ahead. Hey everyone, I'm Amy in California. Grateful to be here and thank you so much, Pete. Thank you everyone doing service and being here. Um, I heard you say, Pete, I have a mind that tells me I can be like other people. I compulsively go back to what hurts me and hurts other people. And I, yes, I have that. I have um, gone back. I have had multiple relapses over decades in OA and out of OA. And I also have a mind that goes to dishonesty, delusion, denial, and shame. And I've worked the steps. Um, this is my fourth time working the steps in the last 20 years. And some of the hardest amends, as I think is true for many of us, is to people I love most, my husband, my children. 
and I'm working the steps again in a, in a um, fellowship with, where works with people with all, you know, substance and process addictions. And I'm having a different experience. And I just wanted to share that for me, I didn't understand something about step six, seven, eight, nine. Um, I, I did the seven step prayer every day. Each time before when I worked the steps, I had my list of people I prayed over. And when I wrote my step eight list, I really tried my best, but I did it. I did it and I worked the step. And today I don't see it that way. I feel like I need my God to hold me, to hold that space, to help me turn away from my dishonesty, my delusions, my denial, turn away from my shame, because I, in my, in my small self, I swing back and forth, even when I'm doing the steps, doing the steps. So this experience is different because as it says in a book that's well known, only God opens flowers. I don't, I can't, surrender and make amends with my will. I need a higher will to be aligned with. So I'm grateful for this new way. And I just wanted to share that. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. Thank you, Amy, for sharing. Rich, please go ahead. Hi everyone, my name is Rich. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, thank you so much, Pete. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm hearing more uh, fellowships um, using the big book. I, I, I've had a big book for a long time, but I never read it. And, um, and then I do read it, but I don't, I don't retain the information very well. But then when I hear somebody recite some big book, then I, then it, kind of clicks for me but but now now i'm hearing um <clears throat> uh people say listen this is this is straight out of the book and and so to hear you say amends not amend was like yeah i mean that's the first time i heard that yes it does say amends and what does amends mean um from the context of the big book I, I really appreciated that. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I want to repeat something you said, but I'm not really sure if I wrote it down the way you said it, but this is what I heard was um, the best result of my higher power work in my life is being sober. That's, that's what I heard. Um, but um, honestly, I, I really struggle with the relationship with myself. And I know that the recovery process is, is learning to have a relationship with myself. Um, I'm not hurting myself, which is, just, which is new, but um, 
I, I still struggle to have a relationship with myself. And I'm, I don't know that I'm the best example of my higher power today. I just wanted to share that. Um, thank you. Thank you, Rich, for sharing. I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording.